Yo, guys, what is going on? Welcome back to another Figure It Out podcast episode. Britt is not with us today. She is okay. She's just flying out to nationals um, to support Dominic Trained as they battle it out for their pro card on Friday. So it was a very, very exciting time for everyone in that environment. I wish them nothing but the best of luck and all the love in the world. But I am joined by a special guest today. I'm actually joined by literally, if you look at us right now, we look like twins. Um, but also we twin with the name. But I'm here with Ashley. I'm gonna baby butcher this last name, but I'm gonna say Spilker. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh mm, hell yeah. I like butcher names like so badly. So I'm glad I like nailed that. But Ashley, welcome on the podcast. This is your first podcast, right? Yeah, first podcast ever. Thank you for having me. Um, so yeah, I was just actually I was just thinking about my words. I should probably like tone back on the swearing since I'm like a potty mouth. Oh no, please don't be yourself. I say so, I say so many bad things. Um, to give you a funny story, like my mother-in-law is pretty conservative, and so she was outside doing lawn work and there are a bunch of kids like using like bad language. And she was like, please don't use that language in front of me. And she's like the sweetest like lady. Um, And so like the boys went up and apologized to her for using bad language. And so she felt bad because she felt like the crotchety old lady on the street. Shit you not. This woman brings them out Rice Krispie treats to like apologize, but like to like amend the you know the relationship i was like that is so fucking funny but now you can use whatever language you want good yeah because i'm like mm, i probably said the f word like at least 400 times a day so we don't gotta hold back i'm all fucking for it do it let's do it also again i love this twin energy i'm like vibing on this man you know it's so funny too i was thinking about you because i actually keep my house like astronomically cold like you and i feel like it's normal now it makes me feel better i was like i'm wearing like beanies hoodies blankets whatever but my house is at like I think it's like 62, which... Oh, you're splurging. I'm usually at 57 because I'm a psycho. Because, like, I am so adamant on, like, saving energy that, like, I want my energy to go toward my cooking and laundry and dishes. Because, like, those are the things that, like, cost the most energy. And then, like, on top of heating the house, I'm like, fuck no. Like, my cat's got fur. I got fur. Eric and I can layer up. Like, it's fine. It's so fine. Yeah, I don't like sleeping when it's colder, too. Like, I just love bundling up because feels better i sleep better like that too honestly yeah you get to snug whether it's you or you know pillow husband like whatever y'all have like i mean it's snugging it is snug in weather and i'm here for it yeah 100 support that i love it i love it ashley why don't you kind of go a little bit into your background and kind of like what got you into the health field like what got you into nursing what got you into coaching i just want to learn a little bit more about you and your background all right so background wise, let's see, I'm pretty much the motherfucking shit. I'm one of the coolest people you'll probably ever meet. But um, so if you didn't know that, there you go. But as far as health and fitness goes, I think I was probably in high school when I decided like I wanted to be a nurse, um, probably because of the fact that I played soccer and sports my whole life. I was surrounded by it. I was competitive soccer player. I was trying to go to college to play it. Um, get some scholarships unfortunately I didn't and I was like not trying to spend an arm and a leg to get my degree for nursing because you can get it from community college same degree way cheaper Mm -hmm. so for me it was it just seemed ideal to do that so I was like super into fitness like was never really overweight or anything like that and then when I decided to get into nursing it was just more so oh my god I'm really passionate about this I care about people's health I care about my health and then when I got done with soccer actually so I was like 
just getting into my college, whatever career, I guess you could say. And bored. I was 100% bored because the competitive soccer that I did play, it was like five, six days a week. You were doing practice or some type of like foot skills or having soccer games or being around the team and, or like agility training. So it was like constant for me when I lost that, I was like, I'm bored. So I actually ended up having this ex-boyfriend who was a piece of shit, but I thanked him because he was like the turning point for me to get into fitness. I'm like, Oh gosh, like you're great, but not all at the same time. But, um, so yeah, I actually started going to the gym when I was already like 18 or like 19. I was older. I didn't start like in high school, like some people do, which is really cool to see now the generation is that's really common that these little kids are, you know, at the gym. Sometimes I hate it because they're like hogging up my shit, but it's cool to see, like, I mean, I'm sure like when you were younger and you were in high school, it was, you know, more like let's smoke cigarettes or let's do this. Or like, it's more of like a bad vibe, at least where I'm from. So it's cool to see all of that. But anyways, more about me. So I started lifting probably when I was like 19 ish and very slow, very just kind of figuring out what to do, what works for me, what shape I wanted. And then I got on social media, Instagram, found people that were, you know, looking amazing on stage and competing and all of that. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is something to work towards. It's the grind day in and day out. And I had that passion from playing soccer. I had that discipline. So it just kind of fell into place for me. And the rest is like history as far as just becoming an athlete, as far as I just fell in love with the discipline and the constant grind, even like off season, in season, obviously I've made tons of mistakes over the years, but, um, so yeah, that's kind of how I fell on the fitness. And then as far as like during that time too, um, I was going through nursing school and I graduated nursing school probably a year before I stepped on my first NPC bikini stage. So they were kind of like very, very intertwined. Yeah. Which is awesome. So, and here we are, like, what am I now? 28. So maybe like nine years later, right. Still doing it. <laughs> right on. No, that's awesome. I actually didn't realize how similar our backgrounds kind of were. Um, I actually originally went to school for nursing because my mom was super sick growing up and I kind of took care of her. And obviously when you have this bond with your mom, but also as your caretaker, you kind of evolve as an adult a lot quicker since you're like being an adult as a kid. And so I thought I really wanted to take care of people because I love taking care of my mom. Like I had such like a serpent's heart for it. But when I got into just college and doing my practicals, um, specifically in ex-phys where I decided to major, I was like around a lot of sick people. And I was like, oh, this is totally different. Like say, take, taking care of someone who's not healthy and sick, who is not your family that shit was depressing. It was, shit was so depressing. And I was like, okay, just kidding. I want to focus on the healthy population and prevent them from getting this sick because like, it was just so depressing and sad. So I was like wanting nursing. Cause I was like, oh yeah, I like taking care of people, but it's like, as a coach, you're still taking care of people, but you're doing the preventative measures, which for me, I find to be very, very rewarding. So that way people like don't have to get to that point. And obviously again, as the- like sickness and death is inevitable like we can't escape death but to have that positive influence on someone's life I find to be very very rewarding as I'm sure you found nursing to be very rewarding that's funny so that you bring all of that up about you know it's it's like devastating to watch people be that sick and die and it's very sad and I think 
that was the turning point for me that kind of guided me more into coaching is um, I wanted to help people before they came to me as a nurse mm-hmm. and do more of the preventative care, which you measured, like which you mentioned. And it's so another tidbit, I work in the emergency room. So I see stuff that's like pretty scary, pretty emergent, obviously. Yeah. And it's sad to see some people just it's so like examples would be like a heart attack you can have like a 90 year old person who has a heart attack that's sad but you can have people that you know are younger and they had no idea that they were sick on the inside based on their life habits like their stress being so high or eating a lot of like shitty meals that are high in cholesterol and they feel okay but the fact is like you're damaging your body and here we are and you're 50 years old and have a heart attack and like your family's upset you're upset you might not be the same and like that shit took a like hard hitter for me and it's like i want to be able to help these younger people i mean i say like younger isn't like 40 50 year olds still but i mean that's young and it's like you know just little lifestyle modifications and education could have prevented this whole thing yep no, hundred percent. And I like that you kind of like segued into our main topic and that is really going all in on yourself where you feel like you were aligned and where you are passionate. And obviously you went from being an ER nurse and you recently just left your job to go full-time coaching. So talk a little bit about that scary g- jump because that is a very scary jump. Oh my God. I still am shitting my pants about it. It's, it's, it's so scary, dude. Like some days I wake up and I'm just like, what in the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? I'm like, what am I doing? And then obviously once I sit down at my desk, I'm in the groove and I'm like, this, this feels like home. This feels good. But so I have been a nurse for the last five years. Like I said, ER was four of them. I did med search for one year and the last two and a half years I've been coaching online coach did a little bit of like in-person training at a gym which, um, is really, really good to learn like the bodies, but it's a load of shit. Um, especially with like commercial gyms, because like it, the, I mean, the pay is not there, the relationship's not there. It's just, it wasn't as personal for me and I just wasn't digging it. But so my business started, yeah, like two and a half years ago, a little bit of that, a little bit of online, just kind of getting my feet wet. So I was like, Oh my God, I want to, I want to just help people like in another way. And, you know, over time, I just became more and more passionate about it. And more intrigued, especially now too, uh, within the last year of me being more of like a functional case, I guess you could say with my autoimmune disorder. But so I just got very overwhelmed with being a full-time nurse. So that's, you know, 36 hours a week plus, you know, overtime shifts if we needed to, and, you know, having a roster that has like 20 clients on it, which I know is not the highest, but for working those two jobs at the same time is a lot, especially, you know, when you have, um, I have pretty much open communication except for like one to two days a week. That's my boundary. But between nursing and that it's, it was constant. And I was getting pretty, pretty run down to be honest and just exhausted and fatigued. So I decided like, Hey, I need to take a step back and figure out where's my passion. What's going to make me the happiest. Like, where do I see myself in five years? Cause this isn't, uh, you know, going in on myself for a happy-go-lucky six months, a fun time, you know, like, let's just try it out. It's like, no, like, where do I want to be? Where do I want to make a difference? Who do I want to help? How do I want to help them? So I really took a step back and answered all of these questions. And I was like, you know what? It's, 
it's the preventative care for me is yeah. really what it is. And I think a lot of that also changed with COVID. Yeah. Like being in the hospital with COVID was insane because I saw a lot of healthy people that came in, got COVID, stick a shit. Yeah. I mean, they look healthy, but it's like, Hey, are you really taking care of yourself? Or are you staying up for 48 hours? Like you're more susceptible to getting sick, you know, like, and some people just need that shit to tell them or someone to tell them like, Hey, sleep eight hours every single night, simple, easy, but not. So as far as transitioning out, um, I've been thinking about it for probably six months. Yeah. Six months, dude. Like hardcore six months. I mean, I'm, I've always been like, hey, I want to do this full time, but it's hard. Like, you know, financially, it's scary. And I was scared about my routine and my lifestyle. And as far as, because I mean, when you work for yourself, you know, it's, you know, what's my schedule going to be like? You don't really necessarily have to have one. You know what I'm saying? And um, another thing for me too was I was just like, how am I going to be viewed? That was a big one for me. And I think a lot of it came from just my family and being like, my family's very supportive, but for me, I never want to disappoint people. I think that's very hard for me personally. So I think not that it was like disappointing to be a coach because there's so many successful people, but I had a huge barrier for me to be like, Hey, like nursing or an online coach, you know, it's like, you know, this nursing is looked at as, I don't know, very well off, I guess you could say. But for me, I don't know why I was struggling with that because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It, it yeah. doesn't. So it, that was one of my biggest hurdles, I think, was being like, and I even like would ask like my boyfriend and stuff and be like, hey, like, would you still like view me as successful? Like, if I wasn't a nurse anymore. And I don't know why that was a struggle for me. I don't, but for some reason, I think it held me back longer than it should have. And one day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care what the rest of the world thinks. Like I see coaches like you, like the coaches on Dominic train or like Paul Ravella or, you know, John Jewett and like all of the Austin Stout, all of these phenomenal people that are just not only successful, but so educated, so passionate about what they do. So I, was like, are you kidding me? That's a lame excuse to not go all in on yourself. Yeah. One of the probably lamest I've ever heard. So for me, once I got over that, it was like, all right, just do it. Just like, what do you have to lose? Exactly. I like that mentality of what you have to lose, but then like on the flip side, what do you have to gain? Because like that, that's what it is. It's like, what do you have to lose? It's like, well, you know, you could think about like losing the financial security, you know, we don't get health insurance as a coach. Like, I'm not sure of your nursing contract, but I know some, like some nursing contracts, like sometimes like give you extra to like have the ability to purchase. Well, obviously as a coach, you don't get that extra little something, something in your paycheck. It's like, you want to make sure your prices are there, or maybe you're on your husband's or boyfriend's or whatever's like life insurance or not life insurance, but health insurance, just so that way, if you do get a boo-boo or you get sick, like you're not shit out of luck. So it's like very scary because it's unpredictable. Like Mm -hmm. you have periods of really intense growth and you have periods like now where it's kind of that lull. We just got through Thanksgiving. We're in that holiday lull where people are like, oh no, fuck coaching. Fuck my physique goals. I want to eat cookies, which like, 
in hindsight and you know it's so short-sighted where then they get into this like new year's resolution type of mindset do these programs don't actually hire a coach but hire and buy a coaching program that you know diets them really really hard and you know 90 days later 120 days later spits them out as this awesome transformation and then kicks them out because you've done your three months and they're like now what and then they come back into like people like us that you do work on the functional health do work on the lifestyle changes do work on all the things and building the skills that should have been built upon in the first place. And now we're having to do like extreme health phases, whether it's just for a lifestyle athlete or for also contest prep for bodybuilding. And it can be a very hard market to essentially break into because we're up against like really good coaches that have the accreditation and have like that built up for themselves where they're really, really well known but we're also up against the programs and the BBL bitches that like yeah. <laughs> just want to put their ass on Instagram, which I'm not trying to like shit on that, but like, that's not quality. It's not content. Like you, that's an only fans thing, certain only fans and then breaking the dough for that. Yeah. 100% agree with that too. And like, that's, it's such a huge market and very like appealing to people that just like look good on Instagram. So it's harder, like you said, to buy in to functional health and getting people to understand that it's not just a simple transformation on the outside. It's like, Hey, we got to do it all, dude. Like, are you going to, are you going to like go out and buy a brand new fucking car? That's just white because it looks good. No, you're going to sit inside of it and you're going to fucking try it. Like, you know, you're going to see what's going on. If you get inside and there's only like one seat and it looks like it got burned on the inside there's no fucking radio are you gonna buy that no but like hey it looks flashy on the outside but like hey i mean like how you know it's it's like you said it's just hard for people to buy into that because it's like oh look at that i want that yep that's mine like i want that fat ass i want that tiny waist sure that's possible to get 100 percent. but like you said after 90 days then what for sure for sure. I think when it's, we talk about going all in, we want to be careful with our verbiage because when people think they hear all in, they can mm-hmm. hear that with all or nothing. And that's not mm-hmm. the same thing whatsoever. All going all in on yourself is like just taking a leap of faith and finally prioritizing yourself. Because as you know, Ashley learned, she was a nurse. That is a very fucking giving job. And she's also a coach, another very fucking giving job. Like mm-hmm. these things are giving. And so when you like hire your own coach and go all in, it's not about perfection. It's not about that toxic all or nothing mentality. It is you taking a risk, taking an investment and showing up for yourself, but not expecting perfection, but rather expecting consistency and showing up even on those hard days. Mm. Yeah, no, nail on the head there. Like, honestly, another good point I wanted to mention about going all in for me personally is with nursing. I used to love it so much and I still do, but it got to the point where I was dreaded going in. Like I hated it. Like I was getting nasty at work. And I think at that moment it was like, Hey, I, like you said, need to go all in for me. And it was like, for me, all in would be like, hey, not just like jumping ship, but also like removing things on your ship that don't matter, that are not healthy to you. That, and I think that 
in my opinion, is going all in as well. And nursing wasn't serving me as much as it, it previously was. You know, I, for my own mental, I had to let go and even my own health. Like it was so stressful and it was showing in my biofeedback. Like I would have a nursing shift and oh my God, whoever listens to this and knows about your fasted um, blood glucose, you're going to shit a brick. But um, I would have a nursing shift and the day after I would wake up and my fasted blood glucose would be like 120. Wow. So like essentially diabetic levels. Yeah. 119, 120. Like, and I didn't feel stressed at work, but working with my coach, like I'm a Tominic training athlete, Mark is my coach. And he sat me down and was like, Hey, like the amount of shit that you go through in a day seems normal to you, but it's not. And I was like, Oh, he's like, you're constantly on adrenaline all day in that environment. And I was doing it for the last five years. I had no idea. So for me to like really focus on me all in, not just being a coach, but all in as for me and my own health benefits, I had to leave it behind. And it like previously stated, it was fucking scary. Yeah, no, for sure. Do you think that because of your job and I mean, your jobs essentially, because like you were a, you were a coach and a nurse and also doing all the other, all wearing all the other hats that you were as a person. Do you think that's why you developed your autoimmune disorder? Like, do you think that was the trigger of stress that like your body was like, not, I can't. So I think about this question a ton. Mm -hmm. I, you can't pinpoint the answer on when it started, what caused it. It's obviously accumulation of stressors, right? So all of 2021 from January 1st, my last show was October 8th. I prepped contest prep, dieted down. I started prep at 145. My last show in October, I was 106. And so it was a long time of dieting down for me. And I'm five, five. I'm not short, like I'm decent. Right. Um, so yeah, I think a combination of that and starting my own business and it was starting to pick up, I was getting more clients as well as nursing. Um, I was going through relationship issues at the time I wasn't sleeping. So I think a combination of all of the physical stress of prep, the psychological stress of just my job and relationships and everything was how it all stemmed with being diagnosed with Hashimoto's. That's why. And like, ew, it's so crazy. So crazy. But, and it goes, it's hard to explain it to people that like are a lot of people are just like, do you think it, it, it was bodybuilding? It had to be bodybuilding. Sure. That was probably a contributing factor. Yeah. But was it the, like, no, tons of people bodybuild and don't have any autoimmune issues, you know? Sure. There's a lot of health concerns and risks that come with it, but mine was probably just all of the stress and during 2021, we were getting right back up from COVID and it was really bad. And like, this is awful too, but they were offering us a lot of money, like um, hundred dollars an hour to come in. So yeah. it was like, instead of, how could you pass that up? Right. I mean, I could I sit there. Yeah. I'd have a 12 hour shift and I'm like, Hey, what's four more on top of that? That's nothing. But to get an extra 400 bucks, sign me up my day off. Sure. I'll come in yeah. while I'm doing, you know, two hours of cardio a day. So like my steps were like 30,000, you know? So it was my body got ran into the ground. And like I said, to circle back around, like working with Mark, he's like, you got to give something's got to give to like bring my stress down 
because obviously my biofeedback showed it. And for me, it was removing things that just no longer served me purpose. And where I found the most joy was coaching, helping people, preventative care. So here I am. I love that. I mean, I love that for you. Not the, that the whole like diabetic, pre-diabetic levels and stress, but I love how that was your wake up call, right? Like that was your wake up call. Many people choose to ignore their wake up calls and miss out on opportunities because they want to stay comfortable. They want it to be warm and fuzzy. Like, you know, the house is set at 57 degrees. They want to put on their, their Snuggie, their slippers. They want a mug of hot cocoa. And like, that's going to be their happy spot, but they feel to realize that their happy spot, that sweet spot, that level of comfortability hinders growth. It hinders your dream. And many people like <laughs> think about their dream as a whole. And they're like, oh, well, I'll never get there because X, Y, Z excuse. And it's heartbreaking because a lot of us are living our dream, not because it's easy to achieve, but because we're building it. We're working on building our dream to make it come true, you know, whole fucking Disney magic because of the work that we are putting in day in and day out. That's how you make your dreams a reality. But you can't do that unless you go all in for yourself, unless you decide that you are worth it that your priorities, your goals, your aspirations are worth your time. And at the end of the day, it comes down to people not respecting themselves enough, not respecting their time, not respecting their boundaries and constantly trying to give, thinking that giving everything is going to lead to some happiness. And I can tell you from experience that you give yourself away, it will damn near kill you because it almost damn near killed me. And it's when you start to respect yourself and as cliche as it is, but love yourself and treat yourself with some respect. That's how you can truly achieve this level of happiness and actually grow and, you know, pursue your dream and pursue your passion. And because you went all in for yourself. Yeah. And like, I honestly felt like the minute I decided, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to leave nursing. I'm went to work, told my manager, I just felt a weight lifted off of my chest. And because I, like you said, like, I just did not have the time I was constantly giving like left and right. And I wasn't respecting my boundaries. I wasn't respecting me and loving me. Like you said, and I wasn't honestly, I wasn't respecting like my goals and my future because how can you respect it? You're not even making the changes to get closer to them to thrive. hundred percent. hundred percent. When you decided to make that switch and you gave your two weeks or whatever, um, I, I assume you told your family, obviously your boyfriend knew because you were like, Hey, do you still respect me? Which by the way, I asked Eric that my husband all the time. I was like, do you still respect me when I see, cause he works from home as well. Like he works like for a contracting company for Ford. So like I, what I would say a real stable secure job. Um, I was like, do you still respect me when I'm still growing my business? I'm in that infancy stage where like, I won't be doing anything except for maybe watching videos to learn. And like, I don't count that as work, even though it's work, but I was like, do you think less of me while you're over there, like talking to whoever trying to coordinate some shit. And I'm over here watching a Dre theory university (laughs) video about like, you know, hypertrophy or whatever. And he's like, I don't think any less of you because I see you putting in the work. He's like, right now it is the sweat equity. 
He's like, you are building up your knowledge. You're building up your client base. You're building up your roster. You are making connections. He's like, that is still work, but what's worse, it's unpaid. And so like that, I just wanted to like share that tidbit with you because that for me was completely normal. And I, again, I still ask that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, like, cause my boyfriend, he's a police officer. He's on the SWAT team. So he's got a very successful job. That's he's out doing stuff yeah. all the time. It's like, oh, like, you know, here I am sitting at my desk, watching videos, trying to learn because I'm still, I'm still a baby coach, they would say, you know, so I'm, you know, out here watching the same shit, you know, J3 University. Last night I was out watching Austin Stout videos on YouTube, you know, just, yep. and it's un, like you said, but I constantly remind myself that, you know, even though it's like not, I mean, I guess it is unpaid. It's, you know, it's still work, but I'm learning more to be able to help more people. And that is work essentially, you know? So it's, it's cool, but it does get kind of, what's the term I want to use? Hmm. I feel at times like when I'm doing all of that, not, I just feel like less about myself. I feel like I'm putting in all of these hours, all this time. And it's like, sometimes I ask myself for what? But then I'm like, oh, I have a client that has this. I know exactly what to do. But at the time when I'm sitting there, it's like, yes, I'm not, I'm not getting paid. Yes, I'm still in the building. It, it kind of gets to the point sometimes where I'm just like, my goals seem so far away and my dreams seem so far away. And I start to self-doubt. Yep. And I think it's normal. So I think for anybody that's listening, you know, if you're trying to go all in, you know, you look at very successful people and you're like, how do they have it together? Like, I fucking guarantee you they felt this way, the same way that you're feeling scared, fear intimidated, um, not feeling successful, all of that. Like, I think everybody feels that. I think people continue to feel that regardless. Cause you're going to get cases, clients that you're like, fuck, fuck. You can know everything that the textbook says, but there's still that outlier. And that's one thing I have in my pocket as like a nurse is like, Hey, nobody presents the same mm-hmm. and everything is going to be different. And for one thing that works for somebody, never going to work for the next person. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, all that to say this, like going all in for yourself is going to be very liberating and very freeing. But with that, you are still going to have to suffer in a different way. Cause you know, in Ashley's scenario, she was suffering physically and mentally and emotionally because she was just giving, giving, giving. But now as a coach, she is now suffering because she views herself sometimes as less and has that imposter syndrome, which I do too. I view everything that you described as lonely. It is very lonely because you're on your laptop, you're on your computer and you're learning and you are like scrolling through Instagram and you see all these great transformations from all these amazing coaches. And you're like struggling with your roster of like maybe 20 where you're trying to foster and create these amazing athletes, but you're not there yet. And so you're just kind of like in that infancy waiting stage where it is lonely and you feel less of yourself. And I still experience that too from time to time, but because you have chosen a different path does not mean you are going to be free from suffering, but at the end of the day, that's why you still show up. So again, don't confuse like going all in for yourself for all or nothing, because you are going to struggle. There are going to be challenges and your actions dictate whether you get better from those challenges, you become and become more resilient or you essentially get super bitter and you become angry and you start to become resentful. And it's like, you know, your, your attitude dictates kind of your path. And so just kind of like some food for thought there, but 
Ashley, I really appreciate you coming on and just kind of sharing your story and being vulnerable with us. Um, is there any like last final thoughts you want to say to people just to encourage them to, to, to fucking bet on themselves? Just do it. Just do it. If you have that thought in your mind and you're that's normal, still jump, still do it. It's there's, there's nothing to lose. There really isn't maybe health insurance, but that you can buy that. He's like, if that's all I have to lose, fuck it. Fuck health insurance. I'll, I'll pay for that bitch somehow. Somehow. Starting OnlyFans to uh, pay for that health insurance. I, this is my only health insurance. My priorities, oh, yeah. right? That's awesome. Where can but the thing find you? Yeah, honestly. Do what you gotta do, right? But thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's very awesome to be on my first podcast with you. And obviously you're my twin. We've got our black beanies, black hoodies on. Do I'm here for we have the septum rings? Like we're like hardcore twin in it. Yeah. <laughs> we even got the long, like blackish brown hair. I'm here for it. I'm here for this twin twinning. I'm here for this twin energy. Um, but where can the people yeah. you on social media? Like if they wanted to reach out to you for coaching, for just talking about your story. So yeah, I am on Instagram. You can just search me by my first and last name, Ashley Spilker. Um, I come up right there, but if you want my actual Instagram, it's underscore Ash underscore Lee, L E Y. Mm -hmm. And then underscore Brianna. And that's where you can find me. Check my page out. Um, but yeah, if you want coaching inquiries, do it up. Let's make a difference. I love it. All right, guys, until next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. Peace.